Good evening, good evening, good evening. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Tuesday, August the 16th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. And today's word of the day, smite, which means to strike sharply or heavily. Smite. Man, well, I hope everyone's enjoying their work week thus far. We're two days down going into that midweek swing tomorrow. Man, it's been a, a lovely week here as far as a weekend and, and now the start of the work week as far as the weather here in North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. Man, what a surprise. Man, temperatures are in the 80s. Wow. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, uh Far contrast to how it was uh, last week <laughs> when temperatures were in those uh, field likes of, of 100 degrees plus. So now we're in the 80s. We're expecting some rain still. Still haven't received it. It's been sporadic, hit and, hit and miss here and there. Really haven't received that, that rain that's much needed. Uh, we're in a bit of a drought, I believe, so, uh, certain parts of North Carolina. So, uh, hey, we'll just see what what happen. But, man. The, those folks in West Virginia, they're getting hammered with flooding. Man, Kentucky and West Virginia, they just been having a rough go at it uh, the past couple of months. And now West Virginia is tagging along also. Man, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I've been enjoying this cool air. At night, it gets down into the 70s. Some places are getting in the 60s. So you can tell the difference when you first strike out in the morning as opposed to walking outside and feeling like someone is throwing a hot blanket over you and got you in an old bear hug. Man, thank you. You got to love it. I enjoy it. I just do. But um, <laughs> this is the South, and this is August. It, it, it's going to be short-lived. Uh, we're, we ain't seeing no early fall, so get that out of your mind. This is just a cold front that is passing through. Just all That's all it is. It does it from time to time. It does it from time to time. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I just am. I just am. Man, and also this weekend, that's why I say it was a lovely weekend. Uh, the NFL preseason started. Man, uh, same old teams, but a lot of players are in different places. Not too many of those big wig um, football players uh, played, actually. I believe, you know, the stars, the starters. And uh, the, the Bears, oh, man. Chi Town Bear, Bears won. They defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 19 to 14. Good game, good game. I know you're going to say it's just preseason, it's just preseason. And, and this ties right into this next squad I'm going to talk about because that's what you'll hear from them. Just preseason, just preseason. Oh, man, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, they got beat by the Denver Broncos 17-7. to And those uh, <laughs> Cowboy fans, they're all, all they can say is just preseason. Oh, man, uh well, maybe, maybe it is just preseason. Maybe you guys are turning around this year. Not. <laughs> not you clowns. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just not. And oh, 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 also, the Green Bay Packers lost to the San Francisco 49ers 28-21. to <laughs> It was a great weekend for me. I was off. I got to watch a little bit of football, and my team won. Preseason or no preseason, a win is a win in my book, and the Bears defeated 
the Kansas City Chiefs, who are without Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is in uh, Denver playing for the Broncos. I don't think he played or he didn't play that much, but um, Broncos look pretty good. It looked pretty promising. It just did. Well, then again, hey, it is the preseason. <laughs> Let you Cowboy fans tell it. Man, but yeah, it was a pretty good weekend, man. Some good football. Finally got to sit down and watch some football and enjoy myself. I don't know about you guys. I know that, uh, hey, I, I just did. I just did. Man. Well, let's move along here. Man, there's an interesting story that came out. And, and, and I got to say, I haven't heard anything about this, but apparently uh, those who know uh, Shaw University, which is uh, the oldest historically black university in the South and the nation, or one of the oldest in the nation, but it is the, the oldest historically black university in the South. Uh, it is well known that the history is rich. And those that come out of Shaw University, like many uh, historically black universities and colleges in this nation, they do some great and astounding things. But man, uh, apparently during the 2018 and 2019 uh, men's basketball season, that program had some things going on that weren't too good. Let's just say that. Now, uh, Shaw University they went to the NCAA and and honestly, they honestly uh Kate were forthwith and forthcoming about what they had going on in that men's basketball program. And you know, like most you know, like most university and colleges, when they go to the NCAA and they tell what's going on, they're hoping for some type of leniency. But it appears they didn't get any. <laughs> they just didn't. Now this this idea of self-reporting. Like I said, it, it usually uh, leans in the university or college's favor, but apparently not this time because Shaw University, many are saying, got hammered. Here's what happened. Now, apparently in this men's basketball program during the 2018 and 2019 season, uh, assistant coaches or assistant coach somehow, some way finagled and finessed that some coursework would be done and completed for six players. Hmm. Uh, this is nothing new. This is uh, this is done quite often, whether it be historically black colleges or any university or college in this nation, or what they term the the top five. Those are the big big wig schools. This is not the first time we heard of these student athletes getting preferential treatment as far as it goes with their education. And that's a huge problem. Now, like I said, the uh, the assistant coach somehow, some way, finagled and finessed his way to get that coursework done and had those players playing in games that they were ineligible to play in because they were academically ineligible. They were failing, I guess. Typical, typical, typical. Now, um, the, the violations that didn't happen under the, uh, the current uh, basketball program, because, of course, you know, after this thing right here came forward, uh, those coaches, there was, a, there was a coach, head coach, two assistants, and I believe there was a, a manager and a, a, what they call an interim coach. All five of these guys had arranged. All five apparently knew 
what was going on, including the head coach, because the NCAA came down on him quite hard also. Hmm. There's nothing uh, astounding about this. I got to be honest with you. This is something we hear all too often. But what happened, what, what many are saying is the problem many find somewhat odd is that, hey, uh, Shaw University was forthcoming with what had happened, and they still got slammed. So much so. so, much so. Now they are, they are on uh, four years of probation, a $3,500 fine. Records were vacated of all games that the ineligible athletes participated in. And they got to have two audits of the compliance department during their four-year probationary period. So that means they got to have audits. People got to come in and look and see what they're doing to make sure they're on the up and up. No surprise right there. That's a given. Hey, you guys cheated. Now, also uh, what they said, the five cannot have anything to do with Shaw Athletics for the next five years. Hmm. That's that's not too far off, I gotta admit. But I think one thing that that has many people scratching their heads and questioning is the fact that no one had heard about this until this article was uh, came out about a week or so ago. Hmm. Hey, it, you know, and then you have those that are on Shaw U side that are saying, "Hey, the Big Five or the Power Five schools—they do this all the time. They do. They just do." But as of late, we all know the great NFL great uh, Deion Sanders and his little back and forth with, uh, what is that guy's name? He's a well-known coach. I can't think of his name, right? I skip, no, it's not Skip Bayless. That's the guy. It's not coach. I can't, Nick Saban. I can't, Nick Saban. He, he went back and forth with Nick Saban uh, Sometime last year, end of this year, about how uh, black athletes were treated at these big schools and how they were extremely taken advantage of and, and just downright insulted and belittled and low rated. And that's why and then there came that push. He said, hey, uh, black kids need to go to uh, black colleges. And we all know we saw all the Facebook and Instagram memes and all the social media memes where people were saying, yeah, I'm sending my kids to historically black colleges because they can be treated better and they can be treated with respect. And then you have one of the oldest, the oldest in the South and one of the oldest in the nation, historically black college or university that is doing the exact same thing. They just are. And this isn't the first time this goes on. We all know all too often, whether it be a power five school, like they're saying, or whether it be historically black college or university, this is just what is done with student athletes. Uh, that That's something that sticks in my crawl where they call these, these uh, uh, athletes students. They aren't students, they're athletes. Call them athletes. Um, they're rarely in class. That's a known fact because a lot of their time is devoted and spent on working on their athleticism. They're studying tapes, they're studying plays, they're running drills. They have practice. They have conditioning. Yada, yada, yada. Blase, blase, blase. Long short of it, they aren't in classrooms like they're supposed to be because they're student athletes and they're bringing a lot of money and prestige to these universities. More money and prestige than does a regular old uh, student can. This is just a known fact. It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. This is a fact. 
So yeah, yeah, that's that's the kind of pet peeve of mine when I hear they call them student athletes. They aren't students, they're just athletes. They're enrolled, but they aren't students. They don't go to class. And now we see more often than not that a lot of this academic uh, grudging or pushing or, or, or favoring is done way too often. This The coursework, uh, a lot of them don't have to do the coursework because they're student athletes. They're bringing money into the universities and colleges. They just are. Now, we also know that NCAA came out and said that they're going to uh, start paying. Well, not really paying, but set money aside for them in case they get injured or hurt or, or, or whatever or what have you or things don't work out. I've often, I've always said that. Uh, just like I just told you, they aren't student athletes. They're athletes and they generate so much income to for these colleges and universities. I mean, if you're a student athlete, why is it that a college or the NCAA can sell your likeness, meaning your name, on the back of a jersey at a school that you're playing at? But you're not supposed to get paid. That never made sense to me. Just didn't. But yeah, back to this this right here with with them and this uh, 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 the, this men's basketball program that got uh, hammered. Uh, we all, like I said, we all remember Deion Sanders Sanders and his stance on uh, historically black universities and colleges and and black athletes, black student athletes need to go. It seems kind of odd and and downright disgraceful and a shame that. Historically, black colleges and universities, we all know why they were created. They were created to give a quality education to those of us that are black that couldn't get a quality quality education at other institutions in this nation. Uh, for the longest time, we weren't allowed to enroll in these uh, institutions. So historically, black colleges that's, and universities, that's why they were created, to give black athletes and black students in general or black folks in general just a leg up when they get out into the world and here we see the same thing is being done that has been done for years at these power five schools this is just a given this is a known fact now i'm not going to sit here and stand on my soapbox and say that shaw university is the only one guilt guilty of this that's a no <laughs> We know better than that. We've been on this earth long enough. We all know better than that. We all know that's a myth. That's a flat out lie. Uh, Shaw University isn't the first institution to get caught up with this. But like I said, what has a lot of people upset is they're saying, hey, look, uh, in the past, when these colleges and universities came forward, uh, these power five schools came forward and told you what was going on, the problems they had and how they were trying to rectify and clean the matter up and promise never to do it again, that the NCAA uh, really didn't give them a harsh punishment. They're saying this is a harsh punishment for uh, Shaw University men's basketball program. Men's basketball program, maybe it's not that great. Uh, they don't. Maybe they're saying they don't generate enough income to, to warrant that three thousand five hundred dollar fine, and that four year probation, along with that uh, uh, that those two audits they have to face in within that four year. But I've heard the same thing happen for uh, a lot of other Power Fives institutions also. Um, it, you know, of course, there were some recently, but I can remember uh, decades ago, 
SMU, Southern Methodist University, that fo football program, it was all but dismantled. And that was, uh, at that time, hey, they were one of the, they were a pretty good football program. Uh, I can remember uh, one of the great NFL great running backs, Eric Dickerson, graduated or went there. I don't know if he graduated. I, I just don't. I just don't. But he went there. And shortly after he got out, that's when the hammer came down. It 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 makes you wonder, and it and and with this, with with um these these academic problems with these student athletes, this is this should really open everyone's eyes to the fact that hey, these guys aren't going to class. They aren't enrolled in, in colleges and universities to go to class. They're enrolled in these colleges and universities to be athletes, and that's it. They aren't student athletes. They're just athletes that are enrolled in these colleges and universities, whether it be historically black college and university or power five schools. I don't care. That's why they're there. That's why a lot of times when you see these student athletes, <laughs> when they when they leave and they make it big in the NFL, NBA or whatever or what have you, and then they go back and get their college degree because now they have the financial means to get that college degree and, and better themselves. Uh, maybe I, I got to say. And, and, and I got to ponder also that maybe this this term student athlete is just a term. Maybe these these athletes are using the college like a, a semi pro league or something, just a stepping stone to get to get them to where they need to be and roll for a year or whatever and then get out and enter the draft and start making money and notoriety. And then you can go back and go to school. uh the best way you can. There has been numerous star athletes that have done this in both uh, football and basketball, maybe even baseball. So uh, again, I say to you, hey, I I'm sorry, not sorry. These aren't student athletes. They're just athletes enrolled in, in a college. It's like it's a semi-pro league to help them develop and get their name out there so they can enter into the NFL or NBA draft or Major League Baseball draft. It, it, it just is. I'm sorry, it, it just is. And this has been going on for a while. This has been going on, man, uh, since the, the implementation of student athletes. And like I said, many are, are, are somewhat upset because they're saying that they they unfairly uh, targeted and gave an unfair punishment to uh, Shaw University. Well, maybe, maybe the institution, uh, the, the basketball program doesn't generate that much money doesn't have that much income, but you're a historically black college and or university. You were created to better black people's lives. Give them a quality education so they can step out into the real world and compete on an even level, an even kill. But it looks like you're following the same trend as those uh, trendsetters in that power five or those big schools that you so oftentimes bash. So what are you guys just, you're trying to generate some income too? You're going to use these young bodies because you're not using their minds. That's what you were created for. Thank you two are running neck and neck. What are you guys going to start showing up at these high schools trying to recruit and prove that somehow, some way, try to prove that you're better than the, 
the historically black college or the or the power five big week school? Is that your plan? Your, your, looks like it. Just does. Just does. Uh, certainly hate to hear that about that Shaw University basketball men's basketball program. Hey, uh, like I said, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. This is nothing new. This is nothing too eye opening. Uh, there's nothing too shocking. Whether you think that punishment was harsh or not, it, this is just what happens. So whether or not they came forth, uh, they came forward and told what they did. Kudos for you. But you still should have. I, I can't find any fault with this punishment. You guys allowed an entire coaching staff to assist, but not even assist. What did you guys do? Pay somebody to complete that course load? Yeah, probably did. Hell, it might even been those assistants or that that manager or or that um that that coach that was under training. This goes on in college. And more specifically in college athletics, because regular students, they don't get this favor. They don't get that pass. <laughs> they have to buckle down and study. But just like I said, a lot of these student athletes, they aren't students. They aren't in class. They're conditioning, training, studying. The only studying they're doing is studying the playbooks, maybe the rule books, and 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 training and, and running drills and, and conditioning getting ready for game day. That's their only purpose to be at that institution. Now, there are a few, there's quite a few that can persevere and and push their way through that say, no matter what, I'm going to get a college degree. And hey, and then there's those, then there are those that come just for that specific purpose to play, to get themselves onto the next level. And it is known by those coaches and that coaching staff. It just is. Uh, like I mentioned or alluded to earlier uh, about the payment for of these uh, student athletes. Yeah, I think you need to start paying them. I just do. Like I said, a lot of these colleges and universities, they make some good money off these athletic programs. Don't you let them fool you. Don't you dare do that. But a lot of people in the black community are looking, and it's not just Shaw University. It's a lot of, of historically black colleges and universities that do this and have done this, and it has been known for years. So here we are back to that same questioning. You were created to help, and it looks like you're in on the hustle too. Why? Create some income. Create some revenue, further their own career, those coaches' career. Let's not leave them out. If if you're at an uh, uh, institution or whatever, and and your program is successful, you can pretty much dictate and set your own salary any and everywhere you go. Now, also in, in the punishment that was given uh, specifically to those coaches or that coach, uh, they they gave what a what is attached, I should say, they attach what is a show cause clause to the coaches. And that pretty much says that they can't go anywhere 
to another institution and not have that attached to their resume. Everyone's going to know what you did, what you're capable of, and what your morality is, as well it should be. You shouldn't be able to just dance around from institution to institution using and exploiting these young bodies. You're not exploiting their minds. You're exploiting their physical athletic prowess. You just are. You just are. So that, that, I mean, hey, um, I would say sorry, but I'm not sorry. You got what you got. You just did. So, I mean, hey, uh, I wonder how many more besides those in the athletic program knew what was going on with these athletes. Quite a few, dare I say. Everybody ain't got their head buried in the sand. (laughs) They just don't. They just don't. So, hey, this is just a, a common part of student athletes and colleges and universities. This is how they conduct those athletic programs now, or they have been conducting the, these athletic programs for a while. Just have, just have. And whether or not Shaw University was right in, in coming forward and telling what was going on before the NCAA got wind of it, uh, kudos to you. But you got what you got because of what was going on. And, and quite possibly what what many or if I know I'm not the only one thinking this, but it's, it's what's been going on is what many people on that campus knew what was going on, both present and former. Just did. Just did. Well, that's all for me. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this evening. Continue to like, support, share, offer. Feedback Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice, so offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. I'm sorry. Verbal and WordPress. Hey, uh, tomorrow night I'm going to be talking, I'm sure we all have heard, about President Trump and that raid on his home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. So we're going to dig deeper into that. A lot of interesting things have came up. We now know what they removed from that home. We now know what they removed from that home. Mm. Well, I'll talk about that tomorrow night. And as always, wherever you're streaming or listening, hit that like and subscribe button so you can know when I drop these podcasts so you can stay in the loop. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.